0: LA a Christmas edition, a little teaser, if you will. I'm your host Sam Maxwell. Joined as always, my co-host Chris Luard. He is deep in the Christmas spirit today. How you doing, Chris? Uh, Chris,
1: I'm doing well. You see my uh, got my Nakatomi shirt on.
0: Yeah, um, almost like you were named for this holiday. Believe it or not, so that that's that's pretty apt.
1: There you go. Uh, it is. It's been it's been a good one. Um, I liked Christmas growing up uh, for all the obvious reasons, but. What I really liked about it is I got to wear basically pajamas, especially when I was little, for like three straight days. Um, and I don't know. I didn't think I was a dirty kid, but I was definitely one of those kids that would go like five days without taking a bath or showering right. um, and wearing the same sweatpants. So, uh, well,
0: I guess fond, fond memories. Deep Winter in Chicago doesn't require asthma showers, right? <laughs> I would say not, right? You're it, it's cold,
1: so you're not uh you're not exactly getting a good sweat going. And uh there were certainly years where you weren't going outside very much because uh when you get into the teens and then you know negative five negative ten, it's uh the fun stops. It's when the fun yeah. stops.
0: But <laughs> outside definitely stops, so which is why it's a good uh, good day to be inside watching sports, and so we're gonna get you all prepared for that. We are recording this. Uh, Christmas Eve morning, uh, if that's a real thing. I know Christmas Eve is, is the nighttime, but Christmas Eve day is the day. So Christmas Eve morning. We're recording right now uh, about 8.30 in the morning on Thursday, December 24th. Again, this is Believe in Bedding LA. you can find this as... Is probably apt with our name at believe.com, the Blue Believe Podcast Network. And you find our podcast wherever you choose to get your podcast from. Uh, wherever you're listening to this right now, you can subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And of course, you can review us and send us feedback as well. Twitter handles you can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713, Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock. Stack Capital's at Stack Cap. And of course, EdgeFinder Sports is at EdgeFinder Sports. They have a lot of good content. Um, I've totally forgot about. NBA player props, how much fun those can be. Yep. Uh, so it's good to, its good to have those back in addition, uh, and, and Edgefinder has been finding a, a lot of great edges um, and specific to those player props. And There's obviously five tremendous games tomorrow. So if that's of interest to you, go to EdgefinderSports.com or at EdgefinderSports on Twitter. Before we move on, we talked about how we did two weeks ago. We took last week off uh, in our NFL and, and college football picks, and we discussed, obviously, our three best bets for tomorrow's games. Do you want to thank our sponsor? And that, of course, is our friend over at Bet Online. As you know, the NBA, College of Basketball are back. We still have NFL. College football playoffs are coming up. we got bowl games. With all these sports going on, Chris, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about taking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship – or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you're probably going to get good odds on that because they are heavy favorites. Go to betonline.ag. This is where you can put all your bets in. Of course, we love Dave Mason, a friend of the show, friend of Believe Podcast Network. They have the best lines, the best service, the best payouts, the best bonuses. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about it, Chris. Two weeks ago, that would have been... What week 14 of the NFL season and I guess week 15 of the college football season I went 1-2, I actually hit on my best bet, Bills minus 1.5 but I lost on the UCLA UFC Under uh, at about halftime in that game and (laughs) somehow the Chargers actually pulled it off against the Falcons, I took the Falcons minus 1.5 the Chargers won by a field goal, so I went 1-2 which leaves my overall season total at least for football season uh, record at 23-19-1 but my best bet's 10-4-1, so you know exactly where to fade me and where to take me uh, now, for you, I think you went two and one. Correct? I had you allowed at least a two one. I have your season total twenty eight, twenty five, and one. So we're both now in the green for the season, uh, which is great. So hopefully we can continue that moving forward through tomorrow.
1: Yeah, two and one, and uh, I thought that U- USC UCLA game was absolutely a precursor to what was going to happen to SC in the Pac twelve <laughs> championship. Just, and I think we said it on the podcast, right? It's just you can't, you cannot live on the edge like that for so long. Right, right. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's not it's not a winning formula and I think it exposes that you've got some flaws that you get you get bailed out of. Right. On. right. Um, and Oregon it, came in hot. Came in hot and they were they were ready to play.
0: It is pretty ironic, and i I was laughing with my roommates, both both Oregon grads, that in the year that Oregon lost their instant rival, Oregon State, they lost to Cal. Uh, they are Pac-12 champions, so just, yep. <laughs> that's as 20 as it gets, you know, and they went out there and, and certainly earned it against USC, you know, they they obviously were fortunate to be in that position, you know, they didn't get to play Washington, and then Colorado obviously the COVID problems, but look, they do not have to apologize to anybody, they were there, they played the game, and, and they yep. were the better team, and that's that, and they won the Pac-12 championship, and uh, it's just one of those things that's pretty crazy, uh, that, that championship weekend was crazy as well, because obviously Ohio State barely held on to, to beat Northwestern, uh, you had Clemson defeat Notre Dame, so the playoffs, you know, shake out exactly what we all thought they were going to be for like yep. the 25th year in a row. Clemson Ohio State are going to play each other. A rematch, I think, of the 2012 National Championship game between Alabama and Notre Dame. Uh, I think that one could be a blowout. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, are we going to see anything other than Clemson, Alabama for like the ninth straight year? That's that's the question.
1: It's just, you know, it's uh, people uh, and I get it. They need content. So they do this. This is, you know, the outrage network in the in the in the mass media. Right. Like, oh, we need we need more teams. We need this. We need that. Uh, I remember when they were talking about four teams was going to fix everything and they swore they'd never complain again. Right. This is a TV program. Uh, They are there to make money. Uh, that's what they're doing. They don't care about the best teams with the look or who deserves a chance. It is about making money. Uh, don't forget that. That's why they do this. And Notre Dame drives massive eyeballs and Alabama drives massive eyeballs. Uh, so that's what they're going to do. Ohio State drives massive eyeballs. Uh, believe me, if they had an opportunity to get SC in there, I think they would try and do it. Um, but Texas A&M is really big for Texas A&M people and big in Texas. But I don't know a single person of all my friends, my idiot friends that wear clothing and jerseys and hats and and stickers about teams that they have no affiliation whatsoever. I never see anything Texas AM related, and that's from the Midwest mm-hmm. to the to the West Coast. So uh it's a it's a money making, it's a program. That's why you're gonna right. see these teams all the time. If there's any excuse to get big teams like that in there, they are going
0: to find it. So Right. And especially in a year like this, a shortened season where there's yep. uh, way less opportunity to, to to get other teams in there. You know, sure, you can make the point that uh, a Cincinnati may have deserved it or an AM, but you know, at the end of the day, we all knew this was going to happen. Even the yep. fans of both those teams, you know, you wanted Ohio State to lose in that scenario, or Notre Dame to get absolutely buried, or actually even Clemson losing because I don't think Clemson makes it if they don't win that game. Yeah, last I think you're so, right. But ultimately, it's the exact playoff that we probably thought we were going to get. You know, like two months ago, uh, and and here we are. And it should be some pretty fun uh, college football action in the playoff. All right, let's talk about Christmas now. It's what everyone wants to talk about, um, and. Um, before we talk about Christmas, actually, want to talk about fantasy football real quick? Take a, a, oh, yeah. a brief, brief both victory lap and what's the opposite of a victory lap? I've never, I've never been able to coin that term. A caution, a cautionary wave. So, first, let's talk about the victory lap. Chris and I's team limped into the playoffs six and seven. We were lucky to make it. Um, now we're in the championship, and that just kind of goes to show you that you know never give up in fantasy because things change so fast. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a story exactly how it changed so fast in my other league in a second. But we're in a championship now. It's actually a two-week championship, so it's, it's a very odd one. I've never played in a two-week championship before that goes into Week 17. So just wanted to take a victory lap there because we actually did have our draft, which feels like yesterday, live broadcast on the air uh, back in, I believe that was in late August. Now, the cautionary tale I want to tell everyone, this is in my big money fantasy football league. Um, obviously, the one I care about most with all my friends, and I was back-to-back champ. I was in the semifinals, um, and my opponent had an absolute juggernaut team, the number one seed. Derrick Henry, Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, uh, Travis Kelsey. So he had just a stack team. I, w- I was a big underdog, but after of course Devontae Adams and Rodgers didn't do much, and of course Keenan Allen last Thursday barely played. I felt pretty good. I had I picked up Tony Pollard last Friday, and then my opponent had Damien Harris, the Patriots starting running back, get ruled out on Saturday, and so to block him from picking up his backup, Sony Michelle, I went to pick up Sony Michelle. I couldn't figure out who to drop. I end up dropping Tony Pollard. Of course, Sunday morning, my opponent goes to try to pick up Sony Michelle. sees that I have him, settles for Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, and then Sunday morning comes around. Zeke's not playing, shockingly. Obviously, he puts him into his lineup. That was the difference in the game. I end up losing by 1.4 points. Tony Pollard at, like, 25. Sonny Michelle at 8. So it's a 70-point difference for me. And, you know, he ended up getting all his extra points. But I also could have won if I started Jalen Hurts over russ wilson that was painful and i also i was deciding between antonio brown sony michelle uh and russell gage and if i would have started antonio brown over either of those two guys that i started i also would have won so very painful these things happen i got a lot of good fortune over this first two years winning the championship uh and you know it's gonna have amnesia and betting and in fantasy and really in life in general because i made a bunch of really bad moves and in it was only my fault, and it sucks. Uh, but, unfortunately, you got to flush those things down the toilet, especially when it comes to betting. You can't linger when you have a bad week because you're going to keep having a bad week if that's the case. So that's my sob story. But we're, at least at least we made one championship, and it's in the two of us here on air right now. So yeah, hopefully you guys uh, all made fantasy playoffs out there as well. Yeah, to, uh,
1: <clears throat> I was in two leagues this year. I've definitely cut down. At my heyday, I was probably in six leagues, but it's just too much time with – with a kid and other things. Uh, but yeah, Sam and I, Tony Pollard, if you listen to this podcast, I think about, uh, four or five weeks ago, I was, I was, uh, on the Tony Pollard bandwagon of the, the Cowboys not playing meaningful games. So Zeke was not going to play. At least you made moves. So the tale I have is that in the other league I'm in with my high school friends, uh, the number one seed, I played him in the semis and he, he had a juggernaut team too. He had Rogers, he had Devontae Adams, um, he had, uh, you know, he might have had Kelsey. He just, his team from top to bottom, he was that guy in the league who made four moves all year, right? Because he didn't have to, because his team was so good. He drafted so well. Uh, there's some keeper rules that we have that, that, you know, put him in that position. But it, it honestly, it becomes, if you listen to fantasy stuff, it becomes a second season, right? So when you get into those last, you know, two weeks before the playoffs, three weeks before the playoffs, you got to look ahead at schedules. You got to look at teams fighting for playoffs. You got to look at injuries, and you got to stash those guys because you might need them. Right? Tony Pollard is exactly that guy. Cam Akers, before he got hurt, was exactly that guy, and I beat him pretty soundly because guess what? Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers finally had a down week, right? And he had made no adjustments to his team. He just sat with them, and and he lost. So um don't be afraid to make moves even if it's the wrong move the the old saying is
0: more is lost from inaction than wrong action so don't play scared don't bet. Scared. don't play scared but but definitely trust your gut. because the whole week i was gonna go jalen hurts over russ um i let and you did in our league
1: you played hurts in uh I, right, I don't remember I who have, our I other option,
0: have, option is i didn't have I, was, I think it was breeze it was our other option which was an easy decision to start hurts but in our league with wilson coming off of that four touchdown game with the jets i just figured You know, this Washington defensive front is scary. Hurts going up against Arizona. I think that game will be a lot more up and down. Um, But, you know, I listen to the experts way too much, and every single expert told me, absolutely not, start Russell Wilson. And, you know, look, I could get mad at them for for changing my mind, but ultimately it's my decision. You know, I'm the one who put Jalen Hurts back on the bench or put Antonio Brown last minute on the bench. It sucks, but you move on, and, and that's exactly what we're doing here. Let's talk about Christmas tomorrow. Bam, we got a full (laughs) slate of NBA action. We've got a lot of college basketball action tomorrow. Promises to be a great sports day, of course, this NFL game as well. So uh, let's start here with the Lakers. Mavericks taking on the Lakers. Lakers are five and a half point favorites. This one's at 5.05 p.m. Lakers are, of course, at home from the Staples Center. They did not look good at all in their debut against the Clippers, which was very, very obvious, I'm sure, to a lot of people. I like the Lakers to bounce back here. Look, the Mavs are a very good team. Um, but I, I just think the Lakers are not going to go into – I think they're going to come out there hot. Um, five-and-a-half's a lot. And, look, this Mavericks team, uh, we saw them last year in that playoff series uh, against, I believe it was the Clippers, that they just kept coming back with with very little. They were you know, down huge deficits. and they would come back, and they won that one game. It was one of the biggest upsets of all time. So five-and-a-half's a lot for a team like the Mavericks. But I do like the Lakers – To go out there, win this game, I'm going to take them at five and a half here. I just think they're going to bounce back. After that slow start, you know, LeBron James played, I think, only like 26 minutes. Anthony Davis was out most of the fourth quarter. So these guys didn't play that much against the Clippers. They kind of just threw in the towel. Uh, The Clippers came out there extremely motivated. The Lakers, obviously, it was was a celebration, and they deserved it. They got their rings, and, um, you know, they didn't get the the result they wanted. But I like the Lakers to bounce back here against the Alex Mavericks. I'm taking them tomorrow at minus five and a half. What are your thoughts on Mavs at Lakers?
1: Uh, I'm right with you. Uh, as far as pricing wise and value, <clears throat> there was nothing that was crazy off uh, Lakers minus five and a half and minus minus one ten is pretty fair. It'd be better if it was minus minus one oh eight or something like that. But I'm right there with you. Uh, this is a prime time. Everybody's watching game. Uh, you know, I think LeBron fancies himself. Mr. Christmas. He is going to play unless it's an absolute you know destruction. You know, they're up 40 or something like that. Uh, I think LeBron is going to play most of the game. Uh, he's going to show out he's going to want to put up points he's going to want to put up assists so I like I like Lakers minus five and a half I also I didn't see it posted but if you wanted to take a LeBron over on points or uh, over on points rebounds assists uh, for a prop I would do that as well make sure you're not overpaying I would say minus 110 minus 112 something like that don't go don't go anything worse than that but this is this is all the eyes are on LeBron. Uh, he is not going to play much I think in the first six weeks of the season but this will be a game he wants to play uh, because all eyes will right. be on him and he's going against Luca and uh, Luca's the next big thing mm-hmm. and LeBron is gonna wanna, yep LeBron is gonna wanna you know uh, I think uh, you know put him in a corner a little mm-hmm. bit So I think LeBron's gonna show out for sure. Um, yeah. Laker's minus
0: five and a half. yeah, we're in great, complete agreement there. I think people forget how big of a deal this holiday is for the NBA. I mean, typically there's no NFL. There's usually one or two college football games. Um, and then it's all on an NBA and some college nope. basketball makes it in, but this is, this is the day that all I buy, all eyeballs, excuse me, are on the league. Um, and especially this year, cause it's only, you know, the second game for almost everyone out there. Okay. Moving on, the next game in the five-game slate for the NBA tomorrow is Clippers minus 2.5 at the Denver Nuggets. The total in this one's 2.24. This one, as I said, is right after Mavs-Lakers from Denver, Colorado. 7.35 p.m. Of course, Clippers came out there, got that nice win in their debut against the Lakers. The Nuggets actually lost in overtime to the Sacramento Kings. So what are your thoughts here for the Clippers at Nuggets? Finally, something that was – well, not finally, I guess, but something that
1: was offsides. Uh, Not exactly what I want to bet because I think the Clippers are a little bit the opposite of the Lakers this year and that the Lakers are going to coast. um, And the Clippers obviously got crushed in the media. Uh, Really bad look for Paul George, I thought, last year, with we discussed ad nauseum. Um, The guy's supposed to be a superstar, and he's playing like a a sixth man. So he needs to have a big year, and I think the Clippers are going to run out ahead. I think they're going to want a one-seed. Uh, I think they're going to want to kind of show everybody out. But value wise, the Nuggets money line at plus 120 is good. Uh, it's not crazy good, but it's good. Um, so I'm going to hope that the travel, maybe a little letdown from, from beating the Lakers, that the Nuggets can kind of sneak through on the value. And uh, again, same thing. I like the Kawhi over points. I like Kawhi over points, rebounds, assists. Don't overpay for it. But I think Kawhi. Kawhi's competitor, right? He is not a, I'm going to go join and kind of coast and, and just get the best guys around me. I think he wants to win and uh, he's kind of walks softly, carry a big stick guy and national TV, I think he wouldn't mind shutting up the media a little bit. So no matter what happens in the game, I think Kawhi is going to try and play hard and I think he's going to put up some points.
0: Yeah, and Kawhi had a very poor shooting idea. There. I think it was 10 of 26, but the point is that he's shooting a lot. You're not taking yep. a, on a, any field goal percentage. You're not playing fantasy basketball, yep. um, although I am. I do have <laughs> quite my team, but the point is that in those bets, obviously, all you're looking for is volume, and your yep. half. He's just launching shots. And um, speaking of Paul George, he had a very nice game, very nice third quarter against the Lakers, where they kind of retook that the momentum of that game in the second half. Now, if you guys remember, this was a playoff series, not even that long ago, about three months ago. In the second round, uh, the Clippers went out very, very unceremoniously to the Denver Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets obviously gave the Lakers quite a test as well. So I think the Clippers go out there. Look, they played very, very well the other night. They're going to be inspired to go on and whoop this Denver Nuggets team. They lost very unceremoniously last year. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, these guys have had to stew and think about it. Um, and I forgot about the the various different pickups that the Clippers made. You know, no more Montrezl Harrell anymore. But Nick Batum was a good-looking player. Luke Kennard got a huge contract. He's going to be a nice role player for them at times. So I still think this, this Clippers team is very, very good. Absolutely no one talking about them, which is exactly... How they like it, you know, they nope. don't want to be the, the darlings of the NBA. They want to go out there and kind of be that that lunch pail to to, uh, to work kind of kind of team and uh, obviously new coach and lewis as well. So I actually like the Clippers. I think they're going to go out there and win it minus two and a half, taking both Lakers and Clippers. The L.A. teams, I think, will sweep the Christmas action. Uh, so I'm taking Clippers minus two and a half. You like the Nuggets money line and you like, obviously, both Kawhi's points and points rebound assists over now we're going to move on here. We're going to take just a best bet for Christmas Day. There's a lot of great action. So we're just taking our best bet for Christmas Day action. It could be any sport. What is yours, Chris?
1: I'm going to go with a, what is it, the Camila Bowl, uh, Buffalo versus Marshall. Marshall at Buffalo, I guess, is the way it's set up. Did you know the head coach of Marshall football? His name is Doc Holliday. Really? <laughs> Doc Holliday is his name. That's yeah. crazy. Um I'm going to take Buffalo minus four uh, minus 110 is what you're going to want to pay for it. Again, value wise, it's not offsides or anything like that, but I watched Marshall UAB. I had money on it. Marshall looked super pedestrian Um, and the games that I've seen Buffalo play, like they care. They seem to be playing really hard. Marshall's going to be traveling. Um, This is, this is a difficult time of year for me because I, I wholeheartedly believe in our system and the way we bet, which is completely value and edge based. When you get to bowl season, it is a completely different animal. You get teams that don't care, don't want to be there, are just showing out um, you know, to, to collect the paycheck for the school and have nothing to do with it. Marshall strikes me a little bit like that, and Buffalo seems the opposite, like they're going to play hard. So Buffalo minus four. I also like over 54. You can basically – this is the one time of year that if you want to throw 50 bucks on every over and every bowl game, you're probably going to be rewarded. Uh, so over 54 in that game as well, minus 110.
0: Okay, so you like Buffalo, minus four, and then over 54 in that bowl game as well. It's a big deal. Uh, Head coach Lance Leopold, Leopold, I forget how you pronounce it, um, was interviewing for a couple jobs, almost got the Illinois job, is I believe staying with Buffalo, so they should have a boost there. Uh, An old friend, Brett Bielma, actually got the job at Illinois, so that should be fun for all of our Big Ten football fans. Speaking of the Big Ten, I'm staying there for tomorrow. My best bet here is Badgers-Spartans. We got red. We got green. Christmas morning. It's going to be beautiful. Both of them are going to are going to wear those jerseys, I believe. Uh, the total here is what I'm taking. I'm taking the under 140. I'll tell you why. The Badgers are actually a much better offensive team this year than in years past. Um, they've hit the over a couple different times. Their team over, they've hit several times. I, more particularly, I like the Badgers defense against the Spartans offense. So I don't have a team total right now. That's the bet I actually would suggest even further over this. Uh, but I'm taking Badgers-Spartans under 140. These two teams... Typically grind it out. Um, there's been some very, very ugly games between the two programs. And, uh, look, I mean, both these teams can score, but they also value playing man-to-man defense. And I think both teams are going to go out there and bring it tomorrow. It's an early start. Uh, it mm-hmm. is a 9.30 p.m. or a.m., excuse me, start here. So so wake up, and you got green versus red on the action. It's it's beautiful. Uh, I'm taking under 140 now, and it's a huge, huge game. The Big Ten – both teams really, really want it to get off to a hot start there in Big Ten action. So, and, and the Spartans, I think they're they're 0-1 or maybe even 0-2. And the Badgers are, are 1-0 uh, in conference. So it's a big game for both teams. I think it's going to be one of those grinded-out kind of defensive battles. 140 just seems too high. I think it's going to be in the 130s there. So I'm taking under 140 Badgers and Spartans. Well, that was episode 68, a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day edition for believe in batting LA. Any final thoughts here, Chris, on Christmas or tomorrow in general?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to eating and drinking so much I feel ill. It's been a little while since I've done that, if you can believe it. Um, looking at me, obviously, you in podcast land can't see me, but Sam, Sam sees my fat face every day, <laughs> only getting fatter. But I promise you. you, I'm not, I'm not that gluttonous. Uh, however, <laughs> in the next uh, 36 to 48 hours, I will be. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Hey, it's a sign sometimes of uh, of wealth and fame. Uh, in in other countries, is to, in opulence, is, is to be a little bit on the heftier side. And and you know, for a guy your age, you're you're very very normal BMI. <laughs> so uh, not that Chris is super old, but um, he's definitely not husky. Let's put it that way. But we all, of course, have probably added some some pounds, poundage this, this quarantine season. It's just the way take it goes. It to the gym. So, what yeah, exactly. Take it to the gym. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. Enjoy the time with your family. Be safe about it. And, and don't take these opportunities for granted, obviously, as if anything's hot this year is that whatever you're doing, um, you know, it. it we, we aren't guaranteed that tomorrow so just just be happy and enjoy the time and everything with your family enjoy watching sports hopefully uh, you know all of your bets hit tomorrow so for Edifinder Sports for the Bleed Podcast Network for Online, for Chris Lewert I'm Sam Axel thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time all my life I never knew what I could be what I could do then we would